I hope you will not get tired of me gushing about how great the liturgy is during Lent. I can't help it because every, every day we get another profound instruction and this goes on for the whole 40 days. It's just a beautiful process. I'm more and more convinced that one of the best ways to enter deeply into the spirit of this season is the daily liturgy. So we had on Sunday the, the uh, lesson that we are in a desert, we have entered into the desert, and we have a very formidable opponent, Satan, who is out to tempt us. That by itself would be quite a discouraging description of our journey, a desert journey with a, with a tempter. But it's not discouraging because Jesus has entered the desert before us and defeated our enemy ahead of us, and he's with us. So that's why we have hope when we journey through Lent. And then yesterday, the focus seemed to change completely, not on the power of Jesus over Satan, but on our responsibility to love. Remember the parable of the Last Judgment. The lesson of which is love is going to be the criterion on which we are judged. And that's true. That's absolutely true, of course. Whatever you do to the least of the brothers of Jesus, you do to him. So it's right to say that we will be judged on love. In fact, that's a very famous quotation from St. John of the Cross. In the evening of life, we will be judged on love. Okay, now the reason why I want to put that in the context of the larger picture of Lent is because just taking that parable, yesterday's parable alone, could seem as if the whole burden is on us. And now all we have to do is love and we'll be saved. It's true, it's true, all we have to do is love and we'll enter into the kingdom. But, and, and, and that's what God does, and that's all God does is love. But it's difficult for us because of our weakness and our ignorance, and we don't even know how to love. And this comes out in the parable yesterday. Both the sheep and the goats are taken by surprise when they're told that they either did or did not uh, help him, help the Lord. They say, when did we see you? When did we see you? So as if this is how we journey through the desert. We don't know even who we see. We don't even know that we see Jesus. He's under such a, such a, 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 a difficult disguise for us we don't recognize him. In fact, almost none of the time, even among the good. Okay, so what happens here is that even though it's absolutely true that we will be judged on love, we discover how difficult it is for us to love. And I hope I wasn't too negative yesterday in pointing out that we're not very good at love, but it's true. And so... Uh, that's why we, we get today's readings, which, which again remind us of the power that comes from God so that we can love. I was thinking about the difficulty of, of yesterday's gospel. Jesus says, you know, whatever you did, you give food to the hungry and, and drink to the thirsty and visit the sick and visit the prisoners and everybody. And we say, fine, I, I'd love to give some food to the hungry. We love doing that. 
I remember in the early days when we started giving out rice to poor people who came to our center, the old center on Vida Doria. And as soon as word gets out that you're giving out rice, and people line up all the way down the block, and then uh, you give out a little rice to someone, they're very grateful. They, they leave, they give the bag to a friend of theirs, they get back in the line. <laughs> and after all, we realized that that's not, that's not working. The same people keep getting back in line. And, and uh, we realized it's not that easy to just give food to the hungry. And we, we had to come up with that system of tickets and, and have to set some criteria. Otherwise, the same people get all the food. Or you might remember during the COVID time when people set up the community pantries. Oh, what a great idea. Give what you have, take what you need. Great idea. Yeah, but some people were taking from the pantries and selling them in their Sarasara store. <laughs> so it's not, that's not how it's supposed to work. So it's not as easy as it sounds to say, love, just love. Yes, love, but how? I think I told this story about, I was this, this years ago, I was visiting a man in the hospital. He had a stroke. I was being cared for by his wife. I think it was his wife in the hospital room there. And along comes a friend of his with a big bag of chicharron. <laughs> and the wife says, well, I can't give him chicharron. And the, and the friend says, well, I mean, that's his favorite food. So the, the friend, for him, that's the loving thing to do. You bring someone some food. And of course, his motive, motive is love. And the, and the wife's love is, I'm not going to let him eat any of the chicharron. <laughs> well, which one is loving the man? What is love? Well, they both love him, but they see, they, they see him differently, they understand love differently, and this is our problem. So we don't, we, we, we're not that good at love. Partly because we just don't know what we're doing. Now, I, I know, gosh, almost everyone here has cared for the sick, and you know how the first motive, care for the sick, is, is a good one. But sick people don't always cooperate. They don't take their medicine. They don't. They don't do their therapy. They don't. You know. They don't eat right. It's not easy. Or and many of you have done prison ministry too, because that's one of the things that was in yesterday's gospel. Visit the uh, the people in prison. Sounds like a great idea, but then you go to the prison and you meet people who are lying. They, they lie right to your face about their situation, and then you find out that what what actually happened is not at all what they say. And then how do you help them? You just try to try to get them, get them, help them escape from prison. Well, that's not going to help them. It's not going to help the society. So then you see the challenges. Okay, now enough of that. I don't want to make it seem impossible. But what what I what I'm doing here is setting us up to realize: yes, we're called to love and we'll be judged on love. But we need divine help for this. And this is where today's readings come in. Today's first reading, the beautiful one from the prophet Isaiah, where he speaks about the power of his word which comes down from heaven and accomplishes the end for which he sends it. You could see the focus yesterday, which seemed to be all on us, is now back on God. The power, to, to, the, the power that makes the will of God, that fulfills the will of God, is his own power at work in the world, coming down from heaven like rain and like snow that makes the earth fertile and fruitful, the power that provides seed for the one who sows and bread for the one who eats, that's God's power. And it will achieve the end for which he sent it. So as we journey through Lent, 
We depend on that power. That's why we ponder the word. That's why we let the power of the word penetrate us deeply so that it can achieve its end in our life. We could be, if, if we're stubborn enough, we could be like a footpath and that, that power does not penetrate us and it doesn't have effect on us, but it, it's still going to have its effect in the world. We just miss out. But, but the positive way of understanding this is there is a power that makes it possible for us to love. Then we get in today's gospel, the great prayer, the Our Father, the Lord's Prayer. What's so great about this is we don't know how to pray. We don't know how to pray as we ought. St. Paul says this. We don't know how to pray as we ought. We, we, we don't know what's good for us. We don't know what God's will is. Uh, and, and, and we don't understand what we're supposed to do. So, and, and Jesus knows this. So he says, okay, first of all, when you're praying, don't act as if God doesn't already know what you need. He already knows. So don't put yourself in a position higher than you, than you are. You're, you're completely dependent on him, and he knows what's good for you. So you don't have to babble on and on and on. You don't have to try to overpower God. That's silliness. No, your father knows what you need before you ask him. And then he says, this is, it's just so beautiful. This is how you are to pray. This is a, 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 a good teacher teaching little ignorant students how to pray. This is the, it's a very fatherly thing to do. I mean, he's, he, he's, he's the son, but he's speaking on behalf of the father and he's revealing our relationship with the father. And he says, this is how you should pray. Pray to the father. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That absolute openness to the will of God is where prayer is established. If we don't start with God, well then we end up just talking to ourselves. What's prayer? Just self-reflection? Self, uh, no, it's opening that heart to God, to the Father who is holy and who's kingdom is good and who wants to establish his kingdom in us and through us. Beautiful. And then after we, the first petitions, which are all to honor God, then the last four petitions are all about what we need. We need our daily bread. We acknowledge that we don't have what we need. We need to receive it from God. Here we are. We want to feed the hungry. We can't feed the hungry unless we receive our daily bread. We, we're receivers before we're givers. And the, 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 uh, the Lord's Prayer acknowledges this. And then the last part about, or the, not the last part, but the part about uh, forgiveness. What, what a, a great need we have for forgiveness. And if we don't acknowledge that need, well, then we don't receive it. The power of the, of the word that has, that's falling on us from heaven isn't having its effect unless we acknowledge we need forgiveness, and we need to forgive. Then at the end, lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. This reminds us of Sunday's gospel, right? We're in a desert, and we do have an opponent who is leading us into temptation and who wants us to commit evil. He wants us to be bound to evil. So we are right to pray to the only one who can really help us with this problem. That is God. 
It's just an absolute, absolutely, well, it's a perfect prayer, as the saints have always said. And this encourages us as, as we go through our Lenten journey. Yes, we, we're ignorant, we're weak, we have all kinds of obstacles, but we have this divine power. We have the divine word. We have divine prayer. We have a gift that, that lifts us up out of our ignorance and our weakness and makes it possible for us to, to walk straight and even to run. And that's a beautiful thing to reflect on. So as we continue our journey every day, we pray this beautiful prayer, the, the prayer which is the perfect summary of the whole gospel, the, the Lord's Prayer. And with that prayer, we have confidence that we can, we can succeed with God's power in our desert journey.